So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field. And Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle. Hits to his right. Gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the guard tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post, and it's good. click click boom what's going on faithfuls it's your boy Mike from Nothing But Niners Crew. Now, listen, this is a special, special show because I'm in the middle of the workday, ran home real quick to grab some lunch, and I was like, you know what? Got to make up for the overreaction show that we didn't do last night. I'm going to jump on with you guys and just share some of my thoughts. Shout out to everybody out there in the uh, in the live chat already. You guys are great, man. I appreciate you guys. Um, here's an early show, so you guys just got to bear with me, okay? This is, um, is going to be... Uh, Hmm. This is this is gonna be a uh I don't I don't even I don't even know how to explain it. Y'all just just rock with me, just vibe with me. But let me let me start with the formalities, guys. If you've never been on the YouTube page and you just happen to find this, we want to thank you guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Give us a thumbs up, hit the like, subscribe, turn on those notifications so you know exactly when we are going live. Okay. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat, and those handles are nothing but nine. ERS again, that is nothing but nine, the number nine ERS. So make sure you're giving us a follow over there. Okay. And then we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And those handles are nothing but Niners. That's spelled out. There's spaces in between. All that good stuff that you want to see, it's all in there. That's the place to be. That's the, that's where you guys are going to want to go. Uh, so thank you all so much for your patience, for rocking out with us. Now, listen. Uh oh, we get into notifications and all. Hope I don't. I don't think I get in trouble for notifications, right? Um, now listen, man. Last night I had to run out for work. I was not able to uh, do a overreaction show, so overreaction show. So I apologize about that. Uh, last night's overreaction show probably would have been really harsh. It probably would have been uh, just just straight up nasty. I think everyone's emotions were high. Everyone's disappointed in what they've seen from this team. Um, and if you watch the pressers, the players are disappointed. The coach is disappointed. Um, and yet, I still feel like there's there's more to be said, right? Like, no one, no one said, like, I got to do better, right? No one said um, the team has to, like, it, it, was, it was blaming of everybody. But I would have liked to see Kyle Shanahan go out there and say, Hey, this is on me. 
right? Uh, and I know he's not the one out there executing the plays. He's the, he's just the play caller, right? He's the head coach. Um, some good questions were asked at this presser. The team is uh, just a super disappointment, especially on the home field. But the truth of the matter is we've been putting out a horrible brand of football for a really, really long time. A really long time. Master Sith, an epic collapse of a season, impressively bad. Yeah, man, it's 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 terrible out there. And uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break it all down. Um, but it's not just this season. It's not just this season. This has been something that's been bad for a while. But we were in we we as faithful were blinded by it. We've been in denial, and you know that's what that's what I'm gonna talk about tonight. I'm gonna try to keep this short because. I got to get back to work at some point, but um, you know, when you, when you stop and you look at how things have been going for this team, there's people who are disappointed. And I understand that because we had higher aspirations for this team. And there are people who are the, I told you sowers, right? Because they felt that if we stuck with Jimmy, this was going to be the case. There's people who feel like, Kyle Shanahan should be fired, right? Um, there's a bunch of different reasons for why people feel the way that they do. But what I want to share with you guys is reality, at least Mike's perspective of reality, how I see things. Um, now, again, I got to start with, I got, let me, let me, let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, my man, Callie, I don't know if Callie's watching this right now. But Callie posted this question on Twitter, all right? It's a simple question. Are we the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season? And I didn't see this. I didn't see this tweet originally. Someone tagged me in it, and they were like, Mike's answer is going to be yes. But I said no. I, I don't think we are the biggest disappointment this season. Could we be better? Yes. And that feels like it's disappointing right uh should we be better maybe maybe right um but we are who we are and that's where people are struggling the most people are failing to accept who we are we've identified who we are the title of this episode is admitting identity the Niners are exactly who they have shown you guys for the last two years. We are exactly that team. We tried to blame it on injuries. We tried to say it with the backup quarterbacks. It's the backup running backs. It's the backup corners. But this team is exactly who they have shown us to be for the last two years. So here was my official response to Cali. Simple question, are we the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season? And I responded with, no, but I completely understand everyone who says yes. And then Callie's response, I don't normally put the response in here, but I thought this was really good. He said, bro, we had thoughts of a Super Bowl run before last season. Did we possibly overvalue this roster, our coaching staff? I'm just confused. Callie, this is well said. This is well said. Because when we started, <clears throat> let me put my overlay back on because I like that. Um, when we started the season, you know, we got the schedule and we went through and we were digging. We were searching hard and frantically for losses, right? And most people came up with 12 or more wins, right? That was like 
the pessimics, the pessimistic picks were uh, 11, 10 and 11 wins, right? And now that seems like a pipe dream. Like the Niners are not winning double-digit games this year. There's no switch that they're going to flick. They're just going to turn on. There's no, there's no magic trick that they can do that's going to make things better. And this is why we all have to admit the identity of this team. This is this is this is where it starts, right? So when the season started, Callie, you were absolutely right. We had hopes for oh, there's work. We had hopes for a postseason run. We had hopes for maybe even a Super Bowl contending team. We had hopes that Robert Sala's loss wouldn't be that drastic. We had hopes that Jimmy Garoppolo and his play would improve. We had hopes that Trey Lance would be better, right? Like there was a lot that we had hopes for this season. But we haven't seen those things play out yet. We're not going to see those things play out. I know Dolphin fans who said, oh, we're going to make the postseason this year. And as as someone from the outside looking in, it's like, y'all look okay at the end of the season, but I don't know if y'all are going to, I don't think y'all are ready for that. I don't, I just don't see it. Well, imagine how a Niners fan sounds and appears to a non-49ers fan. And that's the reality. There's hope. At the beginning of every single season, all 32 teams have hope. They all hope that they improved. They all hope that they got better. Right? Worst team in the NFL. We're, we're close. We're close. We're close. But here's, here's where I want to paint the picture, right? The hope versus reality. Jimmy Garoppolo came in here, played for five games at the end of 2017. One all five, 49er fans were going crazy, played so well. He got this nice big contract. Boom. What did we hope for the next season? Now, none of us thought we were going to win all the games, but we were hopeful that we could make a playoff push, right? But Jimmy Garoppolo got injured and he was gone. That was after his first season, first offseason here. So back to this hope thing. The next season, Jimmy comes in and we actually make a Super Bowl run. But what, what, what doesn't get discussed there were the hopes, what we projected things to be, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, we all said, a lot of us said, was possibly going to have an MVP-type season. Well, what? where did that come from? Well, look what Kyle Shanahan did with Matt Ryan in his second season. Matt Ryan's second season was the MVP year. That offense was on fire. That offense was doing some incredible things. Kyle Shanahan drafts a wide receiver in the second round, and Debo Samuel, he gets his pass rusher, and Nick Bosa. I mean, everything is trending in the right direction. And we did, we did make a Super Bowl run, right? We were there. 
But Jimmy wasn't the guy. Jimmy wasn't the guy that we thought he was going to be. And I'm not bashing Jimmy. I'm just talking about hope versus reality. So I'm using that as an example. Jimmy wasn't the guy so much so that they talked about acquiring other quarterbacks. We talked about acquiring other quarterbacks following a Super Bowl appearance. Okay? Now, we didn't. We, we stuck with Jimmy. The team came out and played, and he got injured again, and we were right back in the dumps. Okay? And then here comes this year. Like my man Callie said, we had postseason Super Bowl aspirations. But why? Because... We were not living in reality, faithfuls. We were not living in reality. The way that we hope this team plays is not a reality of what they're capable of doing. Guys, we traded away two first-round picks to take a quarterback with the number three overall pick in the draft. Why on earth did we think that this was going to be a Super Bowl-bound team? Make it make sense. The whole coaching staff was telling us, guys, this is not the year. We're trading up to get this guy, and this guy is not going to be ready. They've said all of this from the beginning. But hope versus reality are two different things. We hoped that Jimmy can be good enough to win us some games. Kyle can make some magic and make us, you know, good. And then they'll switch to Trey Lance when he's all of a sudden ready and we're going to take the league by storm. That was me. That was I, I thought that. Those are my thoughts. I said we should do a quarterback switch around week 12 or so when Trey is ready. Get him some time to get into this system. Get used to NFL speed. This kid played one year on a lower level college uh, I just don't see him being the guy. Not right away. Not straight out the gate. But I hoped that we could do something. But man, man, let's take it off of Jimmy in the quarterback position. Let's take it off of Trey, right? Let's take it off of those guys for a second. What else did we think this year? What else did we think? Well, we drafted offensive linemen. So those guys got to be good, right? Those offensive linemen are going to come in here they're going to be doing their thing. Jalen Moore is a backup. Best offensive lineman outside. Well, let me not say that. But the best offensive lineman we drafted, we haven't seen the other guys suit up. Well, we thought Alex Mack is going to help in the run game. And Alex Mack plus Raheem Mostert plus Jimmy back there with some more weapons and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. This offense is going to be unstoppable. This offense is going to be unstoppable. Right? That's what we thought. But that's not what's been happening. That was hope versus reality. All right, guys, hold on one second. My job is calling. I'll be right back.
All right. Sorry about that, guys. I'm back. Thank you so much for your patience. I hate dead air probably more than anybody. But we had all these. Jesus Christ. We had all these big dreams, hopes and aspirations. Okay. Hopes. Raheem Moster and Alex Mack and Trent Williams. And this offensive line was going to be good. But when you step back and look at it, when you really, really admit the truth about this roster, you would know that we should, we were foolish to think this way about this team this year. Here's what we know. The 49ers did not like Jimmy Garoppolo. He was serviceable. He was someone they were willing to work with, but he's not their choice at quarterback. How do we know? Because the 49ers have been in on every possible quarterback since 2019. That's how we know. That's how we know. Because they traded up to acquire a rookie with the highest ceiling of all potential prospects. Here's what else we know. That rookie that they traded up for was not going to be ready. Because their unwillingness to move on from Jimmy when they had the opportunity meant that they knew this rookie wasn't going to be ready. No fault of Trey Lance. Good planning by the team. It is what it is. We're going to have to suffer this year to make some steps going forward. And I believe that was a conversation. And I believe that's why Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch got those extensions that they got. Okay? Look at the running back position. This is the truth about the roster. Did you guys out there actually think that Raheem Mostert was going to play a full 17-game season? Raise your hand if you thought Raheem Mostert was going to play 17 games. No hands? Raise your hand if you thought Raheem Mostert was going to play 15 games. Still no hands, huh? Raise your hand if you thought Raheem Mostert could play 10 games. 10? Maybe. Maybe. I, I might be there. Maybe. But that's 10 games. The truth about the roster is that we had two rookies. We had we had uh, Jamichael Hasty, who had some fumbling issues. We had Jeff Wilson Jr. We were all pretty high on that guy, right? But that's it. So you're depending on Raheem Mostert, who's always injured, Jermichael Hasty, who had who had ball control issues, and Jeff Wilson Jr. out the gate. And then when Jeff Wilson gets injured, you kind of knew what was going on. But that's the truth about the roster. Let's take it off of the offense, because this is not all on the offense. Let's flip it to the other side. How many of you out there expected Jaquaski Tart to play all 17 games? Go ahead and raise your hand. Let me let me let me see him in the in the chat here. Nobody. Fifteen games with Tart. No, probably around that same ten again, right? We're back in that ten area, right? Okay. What about Jason Verrett? No one wants to talk about this because this was a big big point of contention, right? This was a major issue. The secondary, the corners, right? I won't even ask you guys to raise your hand. Just type in there how many games, just put the number in, you expected Jason Verrett to be healthy for. Just just type the number for me. Come on. We saw Jason Verrett play one full season 
out of his entire career. And we banked on that. We banked on that as a team. Hmm? I mean, up until just two or three seasons ago, Eric Armstead had a long list of injuries, right? Jimmy Ward had a long list of injuries, right? These were the staples of this team. These were the guys. These were the veterans. These were the guys that they did not go out and draft replacements for. And the replacement that they did draft, Ambry Thomas, I don't even know if he suits up anymore. Diamador Lenore, where's he been? And I'm not blaming those guys. And that flips it to the coaching staff. This coaching staff is on a different level. Now, I'm not going to say that D'Amico Ryan's in over his head because I don't believe that to be the case. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan is in over his head because I don't believe that to be the case. But I believe that this coaching staff struggles to find ways to motivate men. You want to know why? Because the coaching staff and the front office people aren't motivated themselves. How can I inspire others if I'm not inspired myself? What's 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 the incentive for inspiration from Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch? They both got contract extensions before half of the original contract was over. They both got permission to trade up and mortgage the future for a player that they knew was not going to play this year. So Jimmy's so bad, we got to replace him. And the guy that we're going to get is not going to be ready anytime soon. You know what that tells me? They got long-term security. You know what those contracts tell me? They got long-term security. And I don't know about you guys, all of us out here, most of us, if you're in the workforce and you got a job, right? You get that raise, you start feeling yourself. You get a little bit of a promotion. Man, I'm, I'm secure. They need me. They like me here. Look at my dumb ass. I got promoted to management and I'm doing a live stream in the middle of the workday. It's that security. So you have all the security. You start believing that you're untouchable, right? Where's the motivation to improve now? There isn't one. You want to know something? You want to know the harsh reality? You want to know the truth? If John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did not have those extensions, we would have seen Trey Lance two weeks ago. And I'm going to tell you why. When coaches start making changes at big positions like that, they start feeling some heat. And it doesn't mean that we were going to win those games. I don't, I, I'm going to say this, and, and I want you all to hear me clearly. Trey Lance cannot save this team. Trey Lance is not ready to play NFL football consistently. Putting in Trey Lance is not going to change the outcome of this season. You guys understand what I'm saying? Now, two weeks ago, we would have seen Trey Lance in full-time. You want to know why? Because if they didn't get those contract extensions, they would start feeling some heat. Oh, shit, man. We got to, you know, we traded up a lot to get this guy. And yeah, but Jimmy's not doing, yeah, I know, but we got to. 
well, it's not even just about Jimmy. Kyle's going to the podium. You're saying that Jimmy's playing well. Well, Jimmy had a decent game, even last night, right? Even this game yesterday against the Cardinals. Jimmy didn't play poorly, but there's a spark missing. There's passion that's missing. They asked Kyle at the presser, hey, you go over and talk to your defense after you see what they're doing, they're missing all the tackles and everything. He said, no, no. I, I talk to the coaches. They do that, not me. You know what else he said? He volunteered this information. I don't even talk to the offense. You volunteered that information. You told us, hey, I'm just out here doing my thing. There's no urgency. It doesn't exist. They are so comfortable that there's no need to improve. Jed York is not going to fire Kyle Shanahan. He is not going to fire John Lynch. I need you guys to understand what I'm saying here. It's not going to happen. They went into this offseason with a plan, and they filled in the people that needed to be filled in about said plan. They accepted the results before they even got here. We faithfuls fooled ourselves with that hope word. And then he says, what about Prague? Don't get me started on Prague. The guy that you guys keep calling a genius, I told you guys years ago, oh, our salary cap is always good. Our sal- you know why our salary cap was always good? Because we didn't have players worth extending. Prague isn't some mastermind salary cap guru. We seem to be the only team in the NFL that gives a damn about the salary cap. We're the only ones. Just look around the division. Don't even go outside of the division. Just look right here in the NFC West. It's just us. Everyone kept saying that Prague was this genius. He was this genius. He had two contracts a year to worry about. But now all of a sudden you got the highest paid fullback. Well, you had him. The highest paid tight end. Well, you had him. One of the highest paid quarterbacks. Well, you had him. Highest paid fullback. Still got him. Old man Robbie Gold kicker. Overpaid for him too, didn't you? Trent Williams, highest paid tackle. All of a sudden, when you got some good players out there and you have to start doling out that money, that checkbook becomes a little bit harder to balance, right? No one wanted to talk about it, but it's cool. I'm not even going to blame him. The organization the organization as a whole is in trouble. Guys, I can't keep ignoring these calls. I'm going to have to continue this later on. I love you guys, man. I just want you guys to know what's going on. Hope versus reality. This is not a good football team. Enjoy your Sundays by watching the team and just look for growth in some of the younger players. That's where we are. That's what we should be doing. I love you guys. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace.